Nation. Let's go. Welcome in to DMVR Bus Prime Time, day three from Super Bowl 58 here in Las Vegas. I need this hat to shade my eyes. Um, it's too bright in here. I don't have the sunglasses like you. This is just a normal hat, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I can't keep this on any longer. It's giving me a headache. I might keep this on the entire show. I'm going to roll with it. It looks good on you, dude. Thanks, man. I think it might mean that you have a huge head if that looks good on you. Got a lot of information <laughs> to fit in there, bro, you know? We're presented by Factor Meal Kits. Uh, head on over to factormeals.com slash dnvrbuffs50. Use that promo code dnvrbuffs50, and you'll get 50% off your order at Factor. Uh, what a show today. You're going to hear from Mark Ingram, Woo. Brees Hall, Woo. Romy Bean, Woo. Todd Davis. Woo. Did I miss anyone? Ryan Konigsberg. Ryan Konigsberg. Woo. Jake Schwanitz. Jake Schwanitz. I don't get woo. a woo? Oh, thank you. Uh, we had a commitment today. It's National Signing Day. Kyron Garcia committed. Uh, we found out what Coach Prime's announcement was. <laughs> I, I told you. Happy birthday, Shador Sanders. <laughs> hey. All that. We'll get to all that here. Um, but right now we have, or. Yeah. Yeah? Let's go. Right now we have Romy Bean uh, joining the show. Where is her headset? Um, okay. She can have yours. There she is. W's in the chat. W's in the chat for Romy Bean. Dub's in the chat for Romy. Oh, 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 God. I'm just so Are excited. You, okay? you just know how to make an entrance. <laughs> it's just barely my way in here, you guys. Uh, we, I'm so excited. We fought hard for all of our interviews today, but, yep. man, it's hard to lock you down, Romy. I don't know about I know. that. I don't know about that. I tell you what, when DNVR comes calling, I'm <laughs> not for real. About time we got so you on I this. Know. I know. I have, first of all, this is the best Buffs talk in the nation. Let's go. In the thank world, you, thank let's you so be honest. Much. And, I, and I think you could, I, I, nobody would doubt that. But it really is. You guys, it's such an honor to be on. Oh, I love <laughs> your guys' talk. And I love that two things. First of all, RK is just so true and true. I love it. We don't have, you know, I don't know. This day and age, a lot of people, like, become fans. Mm -hmm. But you're just, like, bread and it's so cool and then with Thank jake you. when jake got here <laughs> the buffs were really bad it was yes. right at the end of the Durrell disaster and i remember uh, we met up and we were like, having beers like, yep. before a rockies game yep. and i was like have fun man <laughs> and, and then <laughs> they hire prime and then at prime <laughs> spring presser jake comes up and he goes how you like me now <laughs> and i was like all right i like this guy i like this guy that's awesome well i appreciate all of the compliments but I have to say, I think some of the best Buffs coverage that's been out there is your conversations that you've had with Coach Prime. Um, it's cool. He's so good in a setting where you kind of get him away from. Well, he's good in all the settings, mm -hmm. but yeah. I really like. Uh, you know, I feel like he opens up uh, a lot in those one-on-one -on -one yeah. settings, and you've done such a great job with that. What has that been like for you? Yeah, thank you so much. That means the world. It's been it's been unbelievable. Um, you know, it was one of those things where. We I got lucky that you know our station was the one who, who who got the show, and it was such a challenge because I think you guys will agree I've never met anyone who fills a room, the way Prime fills a room. Oh yeah. So professionally to not shrink in his presence, right? To not be someone I'm not and try to be like oh and like <laughs> keep up with him was was a great challenge, I think for me professionally, but also earning his trust. You know, he kind of came in there and was like, all right, who's this person, right? I ha I'm, I'm obligated to do this to show. Um, and it became something where I could feel our, our relationship grow and I was earning his trust by, by what I was asking him, by how I was approaching, you know, him and his season and, and, the, and we would lucky enough to have some players on. And that was really cool to see how he, he's just he's just so real, right? Yep. And once he realizes, like, oh, you're here for the right reasons, I'm here, I'm going to be open and honest. And, and he was so great. And on air or off air, it didn't matter what I asked him. He'd be so open and honest about it. And I appreciated that so much. And I know there are some people that are like, ask the hard-hitting questions. But, like, at the end of the day, it is a coach's show. Like, yep, right. that, that's the, so I understand the people that maybe wanted me to ask harder-hitting questions, don't. but that's not really <laughs> what it's about, you yeah. know? Um, and so I think that I can't wait to, to try and level up and get to know him better, make myself better, and and bring a better product but just it's just so cool how he's so open and willing as long as you know you pay him respect but you got to earn his respect and in the end like your role in that position 
is to get interesting answers. Yeah. And so if you sat up there and you're like, Coach, why don't you run the ball more? Like, you're not going to get good content out of that. Right. You know, you've got this incredibly unique opportunity to sit down one-on-one -on -one with Deion Sanders, with Coach Prime. You're not going to, like, uh, use that time to try and, you know, put his back up against the wall right. and get him to, you know, say, like, your job is to get cool stuff and you've done such a great job of it and I think when you have the players on it's like okay well now we want to like tell interesting stories yeah. and get to like that's you said you understand people who want that I it's nice of you to say that I don't understand it at all well I, I appreciate that and it's it's funny because when people um, yeah, well, go ahead well the other thing too is like that show like we don't have a lot of time mm -hmm. it ends up being like 15 minutes of content at most which stinks right i wish it was longer than that um and so a lot of times it just goes off the rails because he'll start going and that and that's what i try and do i try to stay out of it yep. like get him going and let him go because nobody <laughs> wants to hear about from me they want to hear from him and like with the players we've had a couple great interactions where that's the whole thing i just kind of try and like tee him off a little bit and then they you know he razzes them and yeah. gives them a hard time and the jimmy horn story he told after yeah. tcu oh, like man. that was so unexpected that was the first guest we had and mm -hmm. i was like oh my oh my gosh and so it's so cool because th that's what i try and do just let them roll with it and and he does he rolls with it we get like the uh the um him talking about the student section. Oh, I mean, it was hilarious. The weed clip. The, the weed yes. clip was yes. hysterical, right? And and he just kind of, I, I had asked him like his memories of Folsom, and he was being sentimental, and then he just like went into that, and I was like, that was so epic. What was it like having Shiloh on the show that one time? Oh my gosh, Shiloh is such a character. Yes. Shiloh is. It was really fun too. It was fun talking. You can tell he's always a really smart football player, mm -hmm. you know, and and he appreciates kind of talking about the game. But the two of them together, that, I mean, all year I wanted, you know, to would have been great to get Shador, but I kind of knew that that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> um, but, but I wanted Shiloh all year, so to wrap it with that was so fun. Again, just let them go. Yeah. Right? The two of them, let them go. Yep. And they're, they're so funny together, right? I feel like he's probably the closest to Prime's personality. Yep. Oh, totally. And so that, that was, I had the best time on that show. And actually, I thought we were just going to get him for the second segment. And then Prime's like, no, if he's here, he's going to do the whole show. I was like, okay. <laughs> so we scrapped. We talked like a tiny bit about the last game, but basically scrapped everything and kind of let him roll. And it was great. Denver, Go ahead. Denver's mostly been a Broncos town, but yeah. really since Coach Prime got here, it's really shifted. You spent a lot more time in Boulder. What's yeah. that change been like in just hanging around Boulder and Folsom a lot? Oh, my gosh. It's the best. Well, I went to see you, so I was a proud alumnus. But, of course, I went there – the, the Dan Hawkins era. So, you know, <laughs> Me too. I actually still have, they stole, sold at the student store a uh, shirt that said, it ain't intramurals, brother. Do yep. you know that? Oh, I yeah. still have that shirt. Uh, but, you know, it was uh, not the highs of highs. But, but I used to go, and I remember um, I loved going to the games, and all my friends I would go with would leave at halftime. That was just, like, how it was. And I was like, I had one friend, and we would stay. Like, we were the only two of our, our group of friends that would stay. And so it's so cool to see your alma mater. It's something, college, college football is different. It's yep. so special, it's there's the a vibe, you can't explain it. And so to see all of that uh, come back to Colorado is so amazing. And I, I get, I can't help but kind of be a homer and I have no shame about that at all. Um, I Even when some weirdo goes after uh, you on Twitter yeah, for it. Yeah, I did not expect that. <laughs> I can't that, remember the, who the their TCU name is. After the game, some <laughs> guy came <laughs> after me and, yeah. I, and his band of trolls were just oh my gosh basically calling me the biggest hack ever and but it was you know what it was kind of great it was the first time in my life I had gotten like that much hate on the internet mm. and I think it's so interesting because that's such a microcosm of the life prime lives right yep. he's so divisive where you either love him or you hate him and some people just love to hate him and it's unbelievable but to see how he handles it right because that like, got me down man people were just coming after me and to see how he handles that and he uses that and he somehow channels that into positivity i think it's a big thing but i feel like you guys can probably relate to this too definitely it's just there are some people that just watch you because they, because they hate him so much but they can't yes. stop watching yep. you know it's like yep. turn it off then it's crazy you can say I, hi to a bunch of them right now yeah they're, they're probably all watching. they're probably watching right now i've never seen someone who is like he's so magnetic and and so i guess divisive but it's so mm -hmm. funny because i don't know why you would want to waste your energy hating this man because he's incredible and he's an incredible human. And what I think has stood out to me most from the shows is the care factor. The interaction he has with those players, especially off air, he's checking in with him, you good man, you know, how's your mom? Like, you know, and 
that, that's real. That's not fake, right? That's why players want to come play for him. Besides the fact that obviously he's done it, he's got the gold jacket, he, they know he can get him to the next level. Mm -hmm. He genuinely cares about them as people. And yeah. I think that gets lost a lot. You know, people don't, they think, oh, it's just about the, the money. No, he wants to set them up as human beings as well. 100%. I think it's so funny because not only do people spend so much energy hating him, but you mentioned it. Like, it, it goes even, they, it overflows, so they want to hate you. They yeah. want to hate us. They'll, they'll just hate anything within this atmosphere. <laughs> yes. It's like, geez, you are putting a lot of energy into this disdain of a person that you definitely don't know because if you did know them, you wouldn't feel that way about them. Um, I want to talk a little bit about you, though, because people come and watch your show, but they don't get a lot of time to get to know you. Well, we have a little space for that here. You've spent a lot of time in your life around football. Yeah, I am um, all sorts. I love, so I grew up, um, I have four older brothers. There was no hope for me. And my mom was like, oh man. <laughs> um, but I, I got into football when, when I was a little kid and my dad started bringing me to the Broncos games. Um, and it, I just I fell in love with it. But I, could, I couldn't play it, right? <laughs> and so, or as I guess you could play flag football now. I totally would have done that in high school now uh, if they offered that. What but, position? Oh, man. I think it would have been a running back. Like, I, I had some speed, especially when I was younger. Not so much anymore. You could lower the shoulder. <laughs> but I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I feel like um, I got really heavy into dance. And in high school, I was on the Palms team, and we were on the sidelines. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm, like, in the game as close as I could be. And so it allowed me, I realized I want to just like keep being as close to the game as I possibly could. And so I tried out to be a Denver Broncos cheerleader really because I wanted to be on the sideline. Like yeah, most yeah. girls do it because they love to dance. There's not a ton of options like once you get past 18 dance wise. Um, and so I was, I was an okay dancer. We like to say everybody makes it for different reasons. You know? <laughs> um, I was one of the, the girl in the back couple lines, proud of it. Uh, but I mean, being, I was talking about that with Todd, being on the sidelines for a Super Bowl 50 year, I, I'm a defensive girl too. I'm like, I know we live in a world of offense, but I'm a defensive stan. Watching, getting to watch that defense game wreck was probably like one of the best gifts of my life. I, oh my gosh, that season was um, incredible. Yep. So in some fashion or form, I've always just, I love football. I love it so much. And, and to be connected to it in different ways is so great. Well, and then you kept it rolling into this career. Yes, I kind of fell, I like to say ass first into it. Um, <laughs> you I, can say that here. <laughs> so I, I started doing, I know it's nice. I was like, yeah. hey, wait, I can say that. Um, I started doing, I got into radio. I was a cheerleader like two different stints. I did it for seven years. That's a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, but I always, my first year out of it, I was like, Chris Harris was like, do you miss it? And I was like, you know how football is like a young man's sport? Cheerleading is like a young woman's sport. You know? <laughs> I, by the end, I was like 57 in cheerleader years. Like the body was not having it. Um, but I, I met up with um, Andy Lindahl, who still does radio, mm -hmm. great guy. And it was, I'll forever be grateful for him because he gave me a chance, you know? Mm -hmm. He was yeah. like, there's a lot of, it's just, there's a lot of cheerleaders who are kind of interested. And it's in, in media. And in some ways, it's like, it makes sense. It's a natural transition. But Andy... I had always offered to like all all the girls who express interest, like, hey, if you want to come to the station, I can get you a job, but I can like show you around, whatever. I can kind of show you what you do. I showed up the next day, and he was like, oh my god, nobody's ever actually showed up before. Wow. But that's the example, right? Yeah. If somebody mm -hmm. says it, just do it. So I, for like six months, just would go and I'd watch a show and I learned how to do things, and um, I did it like after work and after Broncos practice, and then. Eventually, I, I quit my job. I was in sales, and I was terrible at it. I couldn't <laughs> sell anything now. Anybody. Um, I'll make this quick. Sorry. No. And then I just worked my way up. I started as like a board op, you know, just pressing buttons and slowly, and, and then slowly got an on-air role. And then eventually, they took a flyer on me over at, at CBS. And then I was doing that in the mornings part-time and doing radio and working another job. And then I moved back in with my parents because I couldn't afford my rent, you know, all, all the stuff. And... Um, I feel grateful that it happened. It was almost like a second chapter because I feel like I started late, right? I didn't get into media until like my late 20s, right? So it, it's such a blessing. It, it's such a gift. And to be able to like, somehow still be part of the game and now with CU is just what a gift. Well, I, and I love it. And the reason I want to bring up that story because I think uh, like a lot of us can relate to it. That's uh, what I was going to say, yeah. Ex exactly. Like for me, it, there was a realization at some point in my life 
uh, I didn't have the excuse that you had, but I was like, I'm not going to be playing football yeah. for the rest of my life, you know, like, I'm not good enough. Uh, and I was like, I got to figure out another way to be around it, you know, like, uh, in sports in general, I just, you, you love it, and you're, there's a vibe and uh, a certain kind of energy that exists around the, the, these sports and these games and these teams, and you're just like, I got to figure out a way yeah. to be around that, and I think you can relate to it, too. Oh, definitely, and that's, I mean, a lot of this has been really rewarding, um, and I think it's, it's just Coach Prime and what he does. Like he is such a grinder himself, and I think he is able to recognize not only in his players and his coaches and the team, but in other people who can go out and get it. And he likes to reward those people, and yeah. we've kind of reaped the benefits. It's been amazing. I feel like I, I feel a kinship with you guys in a lot of ways because it's about it's about breaking the mold, right? Like so, yep. the way I when I started, especially in like TV, they're like, don't talk about the fact that, like you were a cheerleader, like, and I get it now because it was like we're trying to establish you, and people are, oh, the stupid cheerleader wants to be on TV. Like I, I get it now, but it was really hard for me because I was like, but that's how, that's why I'm here. Yeah. Like, that's how I got here, and it's it's well, it's been very full circle for me to like now be so proud of it and be able to talk about it. So yeah. because it is a huge part. To feel like I've made it to that point but the idea of like who I am on TV a lot of times is just not like I think a lot of the other sports reporters because I wasn't classically trained and I kind of you know I, I do have a bit of a homer edge and I, and I don't care about yeah. that but it but like with you guys it's like you completely broke the mold and what you have started now I feel like it's so cool because everybody's trying to copy you <laughs> which is the biggest compliment right um, but what you guys do is you just continue to raise the bar every single day and the way you make everyone feel so included is so cool and I think that it is the new we always talk about like the new era of sports media or or what I like to say is like there's so many different right when that guy was coming after me the that first week after the TCU game that was my realization of like there's not there's not one way to tell sports you can yep. be the non-biased journalist and that's great because there's a place for those guys mm -hmm. right you can be a, a very passionate homer because there's a place for those guys right and it's like who are you where do you fall on the spectrum and I just I love how you guys have turned what I like to say a little bit more of a fan based maybe yeah, perspective totally and I just it's been so cool watching you guys start and where you are now and just explode and how it's it's all who it's the people it's you guys so it, it's so cool I appreciate that yeah, and, and it's uh, something that Adam Mata has actually said to me when we were we were making transition to DNVR, and he yeah. was like, "Look, if there's a big scandal, you know, the the true journalist is going to do a better job than us yeah. of telling that story, and like we can live with that. Mm -hmm. But if there's a big win and an electric atmosphere at the stadium, like no one's going to be able, they're not going to be able to tell that story as well as we can. Totally. And again, I don't, you know." we're not ever saying like there's no room for that you know but a lot of times it happens the other way and it's not everyone but uh, I think in the end it's it's just about authenticity like whatever you truly are and truly feel like people can connect with that and I think you do a great job of that too what has been your guys's favorite thing about covering the bus we're your doing the interview here all right <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, like a cat. What has been the favorite part of covering this? Like, this? yeah, I mean, your guys' season. Besides TCU? <laughs> the, the TCU game was unbelievable, yeah. but I think I'll answer from a, a larger scale. To me, it has been the people that have come around the program. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just so different from what we were used to. Like, I, you know, everyone knows I've been around the, the program my whole life. It was like pretty much the same people yeah. like sometimes they're winning some new people come in but it was still this kind of same group and the diversity and the uh, spectrum mm -hmm. of the people that now care about this program I mean literally last night we're at the media party and uh, I run into a guy and his wife Miles and Kristen I think I got that right uh, mm -hmm. who work here in Las Vegas they work for the Raiders uh, but they love Coach Prime, and they watch our show. That's so cool. And it was, like, the coolest thing ever. And I just think that, to me, is the best part of this, is, like, meeting all these new people who care about it. And it's uh, for something that I've spent my whole life caring so yeah. much about. It's so cool to see new people that care yeah. about it. Yeah, I mean, meeting the players and the coaches and all these new people that have come in have been great. But, like, meeting Neely. Like, yes. You know what I mean? That, that was, like, yeah. transformational for us, really, yeah. I think. And it's... We're going to be able to do a ton of stuff with him just moving forward because of that. And I think just meeting those people and 
finally just seeing CU relevant, I guess. Yeah. It's just really cool to be a part of the movement altogether, you know, so. What about you? Well, first of all, I do want to say, like, when I talk about breaking the mold, when you guys, like, first teamed up with Neely, I'm like, nobody else would have thought of that. And what? <laughs> and first of all, it's the personalities. It's not like you just did that for a business move. Like, right. you know, you guys yeah. mesh so well as people. But it's just, it's it's incredible because it's a resource and, and an outlook that we can't get anywhere else. But we go to DNVR, DNVR buffs because I can get that from you. And it's like, again, you guys thought of that, that, you know, and it's... It's, you said it's been transformational. It's been transformational for Buffs fans, though, mm -hmm. to watch that. I've, I've just absolutely loved that. Um, for me, it's been just everything. I think the passion, the excitement, um, and, and feeling, I always like to say, like, feeling somehow, some way, a small part of it. You know, like, as it's so interesting, because when I got into media, I kind of thought you'd be more, like, part of it. When you hear, like, the, the old codgers talk about, like, how involved, like, they were just like. Oh, yeah. They were like buddies with like Woody Page is like flying on the team plane with yeah, the Broncos. Yeah, right. And like just like all these stories about you know Les Shapiro, rest in peace. Like he after his shows, he used to work at CBS. I guess he'd be on the phone. They said for like three hours between the six and the ten, just talking with guys. Like all the it, so I was like wow. Like I thought that was kind of what it was, and it's so different. I think we are certainly kept more at an arm's length now, but still to find a way to feel like you're a small piece of it and connect with the community. Um, not so much, you know, obviously to have good relations with the teams and the players and whatever, but it's more about the community for me, right? And being a conduit in some small way. And that's been the most gratifying part, especially with CU, because I feel like it's brought this massive community from mm -hmm. all over and connecting with people that normally it's, you know, I guess not in market because there's Broncos and Nuggets fans everywhere and Avs fans everywhere, but it just feels so much more broad. And yep, it's yeah. been so special to feel like a tiny little pebble in this connecting with this huge community. I feel so grateful for it. It, it, it like juices you up every day, right? And yeah, there's going to be the haters, whatever, but the community and the lovers, for lack of a better word, is so much better. It's, oh, yeah. it's so gratifying. And I think it's just, it's really fun. There's a piece that's so proud as your alma mater oh, yeah. to see people talking about CU and people walking around in CU gears and excited about CU. And, and to think that like, I was thinking, gosh, 10, 15 years down the road, it's like, this is always going to be such a pivotal moment for us as, oh, yeah. as Buffs alumni, as Buffs fans, as, as whatever you are in Buffs history, right? Like the program will never be the same. And it's so exciting to think about like, what might happen in the next five, ten, whatever yep. years? It's just—it's exciting, and I just love—I love people being excited about CU. To, just to add to that, just for me, starting in 2022, you know, that one in eleven team, and just you know, going to the games and meeting like the true die-hard <laughs> CU fans, yeah. you know, and kind of learning how much passion they have for this program, how proud they are to be an alumni or a fan or a, a, just associated with the program, and then to have the glow up this last year, yeah. like to have them be able to experience that, that was really cool for so me. Cool. So. All right, before we go, let you go, Romy, what are you working on while you're out here? Where can people find what you're doing? Yeah, we are, we're busy. I'm um, actually working for CBS Newspath. So Newspath is like all of our stations. So all my stuff's going out to all of the CBS stations, Ooh. which is really, I feel insanely blessed um, and grateful to do. So I'm trying to do uh, not just Denver-based content, but kind of stuff that's nationally appealing as well. Uh, big things I'm working on. I, I finally got a hold of Ed McCaffrey, so I got a good um, Ed nice. and Christian piece coming out. And then I'm um, hoping to get a hold of Mike Shanahan later in the week and do a Shanny and Kyle piece. Mm -hmm. So th those are the ones that I, I'm really passionate and excited about. And then um, tons of uh, tons, just a ton of stuff. I sat down with uh, Tony Romo yesterday, you guys. That was wow. Cool. I tried nice. to pitch a Romy Romo show. It wasn't having it, but I Whoa. tried. I gave it a go. He shot it down? Well, He's a busy man. <laughs> he politely was like, that's, no. Uh, but shoot your shot. Yeah, for sure. Of course. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I'm all over the place. I'm trying to be active on social at Romy Bean. And then, you know, if you do watch CBS, you know, local TV, some people do. A lot of people don't. But we'll be right. out, around on CBS. That's mostly where I'm at. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Romy. And here for a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's bit. go. Thanks for having me on, you guys. I want to have you down at the bar. I would yes. love to. I've been wanting to be on this show since it started, so it's an honor. <laughs> Let's go. We'll We're happy you. to have you. We'll have you again. All right, there she is, Romy Bean. Thanks, Romy. All right, guys. Shout out to Factor, our presenting sponsor. Factor meal kits are convenient. They're delicious. They're just the best. You can heat them up in just a couple minutes in the microwave. you got tons of options to choose from. If you're on keto, if you're uh, trying to watch your calorie count, or even vegan or vegetarian, they've got you covered. They've got tons of 
uh, meal packs and options. Head on over to factormeals.com slash dnvrbuffs50. Use that promo code dnvrbuffs50 and you will get 50% off of your order. Shout out Factor. Also shout out Circa. We will be at Circa tonight. Yep. Um, so we'll be there from 6 to 8, hanging out at the Overhang Bar, which just looks right over it, overhangs mm -hmm. over the sports book. We'll be, we'll be hanging out there, placing some sports bets. And if you RSVP, you can get two free drinks. Uh, we have a link out there on Twitter, but if you are still looking for it, you can hit my DMs, and, uh, and I will DM you the link. If you RSVP, you get two free drinks at Circa, hanging out with us tonight. So come by uh, one of my favorite places, if not my single favorite place to hang out when it comes to uh, Las Vegas. It's incredible. It's one of a kind. It really is. Um, yeah, DM Ryan, DM me, or the Buffs account, and we'll get you hooked up if you're in town here and want to come hang out with us. All right. Next guest? Let's go with uh, Mark Ingram. Okay. And then when, as soon as Mark Ingram's done, we'll have Todd on. All right, sounds good. Um, we spoke to Mark Ingram earlier today, right before the show, actually. And um, let me just tell you this. <laughs> we worked so hard for this. <laughs> that was... But that's what we spent most of today doing. Yep, we were trying to get Mark Ingram. We were trying to get Shannon Sharp. Uh, Shannon Sharp proved to be impossible, mm -hmm. uh, as I probably should have known. But there was just a part of me that was like, oh, man, maybe if he knows we're just talking about Coach Prime and the buffs, like he'll be more interested in it. Uh, but he's obviously an incredibly wanted man around yes. here when it comes to people having him on our shows. Uh, same thing with Mark Ingram. You know, he's the 12-year NFL vet, a Heisman winner. Mm -hmm. Everyone wanted to talk to him, but we were finally able to secure him. Uh, and I thought he had some great stuff. Yeah, lots of cool stuff. Are we ready to roll? Yep. All right, here he is. We're here with uh, Mark Ingram. Heisman winner, 12-year NFL vet. We cover Coach Prime in Colorado. Yeah. You were up there a lot this year. Yeah. How electric was it in Boulder? Man, it was the energy was crazy, man. Um, one of the best atmospheres that I that I had experience was um, that week three game. We had to show out there. Lil Wayne was out there. Grunt, like the energy was crazy. So Prime setting Colorado off for sure. You tweeted early in last season. Coach Prime's about to have college football in a chokehold. Yeah. How tight do you think that chokehold's going to get this year? It's about to get even tighter. Some people about to pass out this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but, you know, he's kind of seen what they have to improve on, what areas they need improvement. I think he's kind of addressed that, and um, I think they'll be a lot better this year. All right, who's more likely to join you in the Heisman house, Shador or Travis? Hmm. <laughs> Uh, it's a quarterback award, man. Right. Nowadays, so I'm gonna say Shadura, but um, a two-way starter like Travis Hunter, if he would have stayed at that pace and not got hurt, he definitely would have probably been up for it this year. So it's 50-50, man. We'll see. <laughs> I want to see them both there at the at the awards presentation. I love it. You played for the goat, Nick Saban. If Coach Prime was coaching back then when you were in college or going into college, how hard would that decision have been? picking between him and Nick Saban? It would have been extremely hard because what, what, what Coach Prime stands for, both on the field and off the field, and what he's done, he's been there. He's done at the highest level and everywhere he's been. Uh, MLB, NFL, coaching, Hall of Fame, like, it would have been a tough decision, man. And like I said, I would send my, right now I would send my son to go play for Coach Prime. He's not old enough yet. Maybe Coach Prime coaches long enough but it would be an honor to have my son go play for a coach like, like Coach Prime. And um, Coach Saban is my dog, and I wouldn't change anything. He, he's the reason why I'm here and who I am today, because uh, of what he's taught me, and the dedication, the commitment, the excellence, and um, you know, choices, decisions, being high character. But Coach Prime definitely would have been a tough decision. He wants to push for the playoff this year. You think they got it in him? Who? The Buffs. Yeah, I think so. Just from like the DNA, what they have in that in that building, what Coach Prime stands for. When you have alphas like Shadur and Travis Hunter um, leading the way, uh, I think I think I think it's a bright future for uh, Colorado and the Buffs, and I think they should have a good shot at being one of those 12 teams. Before we let you go, you want to tell me about the American Gaming Association real quick? Yeah, I'm out here with American Gaming Association. Obviously, legalized sports betting has transformed consumer entertainment, and um, They've just done an amazing job. We're here encouraging everyone to bet responsibly, understand your bets, know what you're betting, have your limit, set your limit, don't go over it. And it should be an added form of entertainment. Don't let it stress you, still enjoy it. And um, AJ, 
approximately approximately 68 million American adults will be gambling on the Super Bowl for about 23 billion dollars. So listen, bear responsibly, and may the odds forever be in your favor. All right, we'll see you in Boulder. Yep. He's muted. I think getting a 50-50 reference from Mark Ingram is the most <laughs> wild card thing that's happened. So that far. is. That was uh, un unexpected. Yes. Uh, but we have our guy Todd Davis here with us, um, a legend <laughs> in Denver. Um, yep. But also in, like, true eight-mile fashion, I just have to get out of this. I have to get this out of the way. I have to say what, what he has on me before he can say it. Uh, Todd Davis, when he was in college, played at Sacramento State. Sure did. Uh, also a Sacramento State legend. And while he was there and while I was in college, his team beat the Buffs. How many tackles did you have in that game? I don't even remember. <laughs> I just that remember, many, huh? I remember storming the field after that field goal, man. I felt like we felt like we were going to win, uh, you know, the FCS National Championship. It didn't happen, <laughs> uh -huh. but that's how we felt after being uh, CU. Well, you didn't realize it's just we weren't we weren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> like, you beating us wasn't actually that impressive. <laughs> I just remember watching that game and being like, uh, other than like, wow, there's a really good linebacker out there. Who's that? I also was like, um, this quarterback, why is their quarterback so much better than our quarterback? Oh, like, no. why can't we get a quarterback that good? Who was your quarterback? I think it was Mac, Mikhail Bethel-Thompson. Sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was a bounce back from a bigger school, and then he holds, like, every record in the CFL right now. Oh, really? I think Mac holds right now, yeah, and he's still playing. He has, like, a couple, national, a couple of championships. Like, he was a dog for sure. Bro, he was killing us. <laughs> he was killing us. Yeah, he was How many dog. other NFL players were on that team with you? Uh, just me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. DeAndre Carter, he's still playing okay, for the Raiders. Okay. I think yeah. this is, like, year 10 for him. Uh, and then we had guys do like a couple like one year or like, you know, short stints, mm -hmm. you know. Before we get into your kind of interesting connection that you have with the Buffs, uh, I, I just want to hear from your perspective. What's it like uh, hanging out with the DNVR crew and the All-City crew in Vegas? It's good, man. I'm having a good time. <laughs> um, you know, I definitely like to work hard, but I definitely like to enjoy myself. <laughs> uh -huh. And I'm realizing you do, too. You guys do, yeah. too. So <laughs> I'm all about it. Uh, let's keep it going. We're only, like, halfway through the week, so let's keep it rolling. I That hit me in the, in all the wrong ways when I woke <laughs> up this morning. I was like, oh, my God, we're only halfway through this. Like, yep. how am I going to survive? Uh, yeah, my feet are killing me right now. My so. feet are on fire, bro. <laughs> and my calves, oh, my God. Same, dude. No one else has been talking about their calves but me, man. I'm, I got to, like, fully stretch out. I've torn both of these calves, and I've been looking at, like, uh, my benefits to see that they sure I'm covered just in case because this is no joke. I, I asked Zach yesterday. I was like, bro, do your feet hurt? He's like, yeah. I was like, all right. I just had to make sure, like, little guys are going through this. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Well, we keep we keep it going. We keep pushing through. You spoke to Mark earlier today. Yep. Played against him. I'm assuming a few times, right? Um, uh, no, I don't think we ever played. I've only played against him once, but then we were teammates uh, for like ten games my rookie season in training camp. Right. Yeah. That. When was that? Uh, the Will Parks game in New Orleans. I think that was the only time I played against him. Really? Yeah. yeah that was a crazy game. That yeah. was a crazy game. Didn't step out for did sure. Not step did, out. Not, nope. did not step out. Did not step out for sure. Thank God he wore white cleats that well, day. For sure. Well, I'll ask you what I asked him, which was, who do you think has a better chance of winning the Heisman, Shador Sanders or Travis Hunter? Uh, I think I think Shador. I think he's going to have more opportunities as a quarterback. Um, they want to give it to the quarterback, just like they want to give MVP, MVP to the quarterback in the NFL. Um, and I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity. I think Travis Hunter could be in the running. It could be dope to have both of them in the running for the Heisman, but I think Shador wins. I mean, you played in the NFL. Do you think it's possible in the NFL to play both ways? Yeah. It's tough. You could have got the carries, right? Yeah, just, just a few. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just a few. I, think if, I think if it's like an every now and then thing, like if you're like, like J.J. Watt, you go in on certain packages, right. you know what I'm saying, but it's very limited. I think you do it. There's no way you can play a full game and understand both both playbooks um, with all the shifts and motions, adjustments. Like, I feel like that would be a lot to try and, like, take on to understand. All right, so you have a connection to the Buffs that ended up with you being able to go and, like, hang out at a practice this year. Yep. Uh, you want to take us through that? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my wonderful agent, uh, Nicole Lynn, who's the best of the best and represents the best of the best. Uh, her husband, Gabe, uh, who's a good friend of mine, is a coach up at CU, doing a phenomenal job. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we got to go and hang out for a little bit. What what do what did you take away from being able to watch practice? Uh, it was a lot of yelling. I was <laughs> <laughs> they were fired up. I loved it. Uh, loved to see the competition. I loved to see uh, guys battling. Um, and it really felt like a kind of like an NFL practice with the periods and how they had it structured and how they kind of split the field. You know, offense and defense, first team, second team. Um, it felt like it was like a well-oiled machine. Um, and it was kind of in the midst of them on their early run. So I got to see all the hype and all the energy, uh, and it really felt good. What was your immediate impression of Shador when you saw him out there working? Oh, I thought he was I thought he was everything, uh, all the hype. You know what I'm saying? I thought yeah. it was all true. Um, and then I talked to him a little bit after practice. And, uh, yeah, man, I think he has a, a, a bright future, and I'm excited to see him continue to get better. But I don't think there's anybody – better in the pocket as far as a quarterback in college right now i, I couldn't agree more yeah, we, uh i think it's actually a great connection i mean there's so many amazing connections that this team can help these guys forge uh obviously you know coach prime knows everybody and he can help them get through any door they want but i also think uh the connection to your agent nicole lynn uh is huge for these guys when they get to the league like and in, in, you know they have, potentially have a chance to work with her yeah i mean she's represented everybody from like jalen hurts to the mccordy twins i mean the list goes on and on and on like that's a phenomenal pipeline for them um to be able to go to a great school get some great coaching with and all also have uh, an agent kind of right right there to be able to put you in the right direction talk to any gm she knows the ins and outs of the team because i'm sure gabe is kind of letting her in. i don't know if that's insider trading but, uh, i'm sure they have if some he, conversations if it is about, she's not <laughs> yeah, she, yeah if that's insider trading it's definitely not happening but uh it's definitely good for them for sure how did you end up working with her um i had an agent to start um his name was Derek fox he was pretty he was pretty good he was his only other client was steve smith Okay. So, I mean, he kind of knew what to do, but I just needed somebody that had a little bit more uh, high-profile clients because I knew my, uh, my contract was coming up. And she came, she saw a game, we talked. It was her and Andy Sims, and at the time it was uh, Young Money Sports. Mm -hmm. uh, so I signed with them, and we've just had a great relationship ever since. And then she's kind of taken off since then. Yeah. I'm not saying it was me that sparked it, but it was, <laughs> it was shortly after. <laughs> we talk about this personnel department a lot with this team. Uh, Corey and Box, what those guys are doing. Uh, Gabe, I think, works under them. What can yeah. you tell us about Gabe, what kind of guy he is? Uh, he's, a, he's a great guy. I think he has a passion for uh, for football, and I know he does a lot of different coaches, coaching seminars. He was just with the uh, Commanders, I think, in yeah, the offseason. Yeah, fellowship, uh, right? Doing their fellowship. And, uh, yeah, he's doing a great job there. The, the tough thing about Gabe is I think he's so uh, adventurous and wants to keep getting better. I don't know how long he'll be able to stay in one spot, <laughs> sure. but I do think he'll get another job soon. All right. Man. There you go. Um, we'll see, man. There's a lot of coach. We talk about the coaches on the staff who could become head coaches, yeah. and I think there's a lot of guys in the personnel department that we're going to see being decision makers if they aren't already in high profiles. Yeah, I think that's what you see when you have great coaches. Like, you look at, like, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, uh, Bill Parcells. You look at all the great coaches. Like, most of their staff is built up of really talented guys that eventually get their shot to be a head coach or at least a coordinator uh, for another team. But the great coaches usually have great staffs too. Mm -hmm. uh, before we let you go, I do have to uh, wish you a happy anniversary because it is eight today yeah, uh, the eight-year anniversary of Super Bowl 50 where uh, you got that beautiful ring. Yep. I was thinking about taking it over to Cam's booth, letting him try it, <laughs> letting him try it on, see what it feels like, and just. I told RK, I was like, we should grab one of those uh, footballs, the green footballs over there, just roll it in front of Cam and just. And see what he does. Still doesn't he have it. That's <laughs> Still crazy. Have it. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, man, thank you. Appreciate you coming on yes, with sir. us. Yes, thank man, you, guys. Appreciate you. you. There he is, Todd Davis, Super Bowl 50 go champion. Go hey. Buffs. Let's go. And a Buffs fan as well. Yes, sir. All right. Let's uh, pay some bills here real quick. Shout out to our great friends over at Empire Today. If you need a new floor in your home or business, hit them up. They have you covered. Best part about them, you can shop all their entire selection from your own home. Just go to their website. You can see everything digitally there. Try out different floor plans and all that, and they can get you set. It's their virtual floor designer. Uh, schedule a free in-home estimate today. 
all of our listeners and viewers can receive a $350 off discount. When you use the promo code DNVR, some restrictions do apply. Go to empiretoday.com slash DNVR for details. Also, check out our friends over at Breck Brew. Uh, best craft beers out there. Uh, use the Breck Brew locator at breckbrew.com slash locator to find the nearest Breck Brews to you. They're not just in Colorado, even though they are made in Colorado. Uh, and so check out our friends over at Breck Brew. Uh, they have all sorts of amazing Breck lagers, delicious. Uh, if you like a little heavier beer, the vanilla porter is very famous. Uh, but you really can't go wrong with any of their stuff, including the Fun Slinger, uh, which we love. So check out our friends. Um, Real quick, I want to say this about Todd. Uh, if you enjoyed what he had to say and you also like the Broncos, he's on our Broncos show now every day. Um, and, man, he's been an incredible addition. He's just the fucking goat. Yes, <laughs> He really is. He has been an incredible addition to that show, not only from a football uh, knowledge standpoint, but he's cracking jokes with the crew. Yep. Uh, it's been really, really cool. Like, uh, just full disclosure, when, when you add athletes to a media company, you just never know uh, how, you know, sure. dedicated. Like, a lot of these guys are able to talk football at a much higher level than you and I even could mm -hmm. without having to, like, really put that much work into it you know and so right. some guys do that and they can still do a really good job but like todd has come in and puts the work in uh he's always coming up with like new ideas and stuff you, you know as i kind of joked with him like he's hanging out with us in vegas yep uh it's been really really cool to have him and uh and so yeah check him out on the bronco show yeah, this week's been like the first time I've really been able to hang out with him. That's not been like in between shows at the <laughs> studio, you yeah. know? So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I kind of want to talk about what uh, Mark Ingram talked about. Okay. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. Lots of good stuff. Uh, I guess we'll just start with the Heisman. Uh, obviously, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. We've got two candidates on this team. And... It really does. The more I'm getting into this week and the more we're moving forward this season, one, I'm just getting more excited for football on this team, but we really have two of the best players in the country, and they are going to – I wouldn't be surprised if at least one of them, maybe both, are in New York, man. Uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, and, um, you know, Mark essentially started at, at Shador and then mm -hmm. kind of worked his way back to Travis yep. and said, you know, hopefully both of those guys are there. But I think – you mentioned it just now, and it's so true. We are so deep into the CU bubble. Mm -hmm. And so, like, we know how good these guys are, and we always talk about how good these guys are. And we're so close to it that sometimes you can actually lose sight of Definitely. what everyone else is saying. And so you almost think, like, oh, am I maybe higher on these guys than everyone else? And, right. like, we're ahead of the curve. What I'm realizing is, like, there's no curve to be ahead of. Everyone is where we are. Yeah. Which is... These are two, two of you know maybe the five best players going into college football mm -hmm. in the nation next year. Uh, it's pretty incredible to see the way that the nation, and obviously Mark got to see them up close and personal, but like Field Yates sitting here yesterday saying they're going to go one-two in the draft next year. Yeah, um, It's really cool to see the, uh, the national perspective uh, understanding who these guys really are. And we don't have to like sit here and pound the table like we were for Shador last year, especially being like, no, this guy's the truth. Everyone knows that now, and it's just kind of an accepted fact. Right, and it's just I think it's just kind of how the football cycle works. Obviously, everyone's focused on the Super Bowl right now, and then we have the draft coming up next month. Um, so the focus is on that draft class, right? College football sort of takes a back seat this time of year. But you have Shador and Travis, two future superstars, you can current superstars maybe even too. Um, it's just different because the way that people are talking about them now is like, like people were saying that about Caleb last yeah. year, like stuff like that. You know what I mean? And yeah. Like we had Penix on at Media Day, and I mean, I was a huge fan of him back then. I think you were too. Like, yeah. But no one was really talking about him like they are now. But this is already at a different level for those two guys. Yeah, it is similar to Caleb, even though you know their games are very different. Mm -hmm. um, but it is similar in the way that people are fully on board talking about him as the number one pick. Um, he kind of he's kind of going into the season as the leader in the clubhouse to be the number one overall pick and that's like it's never happened at colorado yeah it's it's insane and then the other thing uh from mark ingram is when i asked him about you know if he if coach prime was coaching when he was coming into college what would you do uh between coach prime and nick saban he's obviously a huge coach prime fan but i again it's something we've talked about on this show 
there's just a massive, like, it's almost unquantifiable the advantage you have with Deion Sanders as your head coach. Like, that cool factor just matters so much. Well, and I think there's a trust factor. Uh-huh. Uh, and like we talked about, um, what was it? Uh, who are we talking to that we're, oh, oh, with Brian Billick. Mm-hmm. It's like, why does everyone who's ever come near Coach Prime love him so much? Uh, and he, you know, gave a great answer about Coach Prime's energy and his enthusiasm for life and all of that stuff. And I think that's a huge advantage, too. And Mark Ingram said it. Like, uh, my son's not old enough yet, but I would send him to play for Coach Prime. Yep. And there are so many people out there um, who feel that way. And then the ones who don't, if Coach Prime comes into their living room or he's on the phone with them, uh, they're going to get there. Yep. You know, it, it yep. is this incredible innate advantage that you have from just this uh, completely uh, transcending personality who happens to also be a football savant mm-hmm. leading your program. Uh, that was awesome, though. Took a lot of work, but we got it. Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> that's the, that's the hardest we've ever worked for an interview. Yeah. Do we have uh, Brees Hall? Ready to show? We did. Uh, <laughs> we did talk to Brees Hall. Uh, the reason why we talked to Brees Hall is because you'll see in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was short-lived, and you'll also see why it was short-lived <laughs> in a second. So uh, don't blink, or you might miss this interview yep. with Brees Hall. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna show you something. What's the inspiration? Uh, Shador. Shador. We were singing Shador doing so we thought it would be funny to do it. But yeah, I did it a few games. It was fun. It was how fun. did uh, how did that come about for you? Like, you Shador fan? You a Buffs fan? You oh, like Coach yeah. Prime? Yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, it was cool to watch them this se- season just to see how, like, there was a lot of people uh, with them, but there was even more people against them and just to see how they kept having fun and stayed true to what they do. I mean, I feel like the Shador kind of started a lot of the pushback on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, it's good. That's kind of a good thing, though, because he made it his own. And obviously, um, if people were hating on him, they saw it and they noticed it. So, you know, if he if he, he wouldn't be as popular as, as he was if he didn't have haters. You know? All right, thanks a lot, bro. The Shador is a movement. It is, it is. And uh, these guys are just picking up fans left and right. Um, my next question had it not been shut down 40 seconds in, uh, was going to be, you know, how how often does a college player influence the things that yeah. the, the pro players Great are doing? Question. Like, you know, and I, I, I would have probably phrased it a little differently to Brees, but that was my thought is like, Shador started that movement, and then you had guys in the NBA and guys in the That just doesn't happen very often. I'm trying to think of other things that people have done, you know, like, for some reason, I'm thinking of like Tebowing right now. You that's, know? What I, like, that's where my mind went to. <laughs> it was like the op. It was like the uh, the white bread the version. The money gang, I guess. Johnny Manziel. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It might have been Johnny Manziel who's like mm-hmm. the last person to get you know something like that started. But even Tebowing, I was gonna say, is like that was when he got to the NFL, not right. when he was doing it yep. at, at Florida. That it really blew up when he was with the Broncos. But it's like, um, it's just. It really puts a, a, a spotlight on what this is, and you know, it goes back to what we talked about with Isaiah Oliver, how like the whole team's turning off some SEC game to watch Colorado mm-hmm. and Colorado State or whatever it was in, in week three, I think he said. But it's uh, it's remarkable the influence that these guys have and the uh, the attention that they command at all times. Uh, you thought the Shador was big last year. I mean, when the Buffs start rolling and wins again, and Shador's one of the solidifies himself as the best quarterback in the nation, the Shador is it's going to be unavoidable. Yeah, and and I don't think it's going anywhere. No, he's he needs to keep rolling with it, man. He needs to take that into the NFL. I like, think that's he his is. Thing. I think that's that's the signature move. Um, but you never know; he might he might come up with a new signature move this that's year. That's true. Um, by the way, if you are enjoying the show, especially if you liked our. Uh, interview with Mark Ingram that we worked super hard for. We would appreciate <laughs> if you hit us with a thumbs up. Uh, crush the thumbs up. It's been a great week at Radio Row here, and we still have two more shows after today from here. It's only getting crazier here on Radio Row. I think we'll take a different approach tomorrow uh, to acquiring our guests for the show, but uh, I, I have high hopes. Yep. High we, hopes for tomorrow. We already have one locked in, though. We do. We actually already have two locked in tomorrow. I can't remember who the second yeah. one is. All right. Um, damn, I was going to say something I forgot. Are we ready to hit news? 
Yes, uh, but before we hit news, uh, here's some news. It is National Girls and Women in Sports Day. It is. Uh, which is cool because we had Romy on today. Mm -hmm. uh, we had Todd on today who talked about his super agent, Nicole Lynn, who's amazing. Uh, we have Alyssa producing the show. We have Allie helping out with production. Marissa's here. Uh, Michaela's over here working with us. So to all of you, uh, to everyone, happy National Women and, uh, Women and Girls in Sports Day. Uh, it's, uh, it's great to have you guys working with us. Thanks, happy, thanks. Happy Women in Sports Day. Celebrate accordingly wherever you are. All right, ready? Let's do it. It is National Signing Day. And you knew Coach Prime and the Buffs couldn't be quiet on National Signing Day. Of course. 2024 linebacker Kyron Garcia out of Dunbar High School, Fort Myers, Florida has committed to the Buffs, uh, 180th linebacker in this class. Listed at, uh, I believe, six foot 210. Uh, he was extremely, extremely productive last year, the last two years in high school. Over 140 tackles both yeah. years. He had uh, 22 tackles for a loss and 10 sacks last season. This is uh, production, I, production, production. That is the word that comes to mind. I popped on his huddle for a bit. That guy is just see ball, get ball. Love that. He's super instinctive, yeah. Uh, to me, that's the number one most uh, important quality in a linebacker mm -hmm. It's just that instinct. Yep. And the best ones ever uh, all have that. Mm -hmm. And you're watching the game, and you're just like, how is he always involved in the play? It's because he just feels it. He knows where the play's going. Yep. Um, and, of course, it is signing day. He, he did sign his letter of intent today. He is locked in. He also, uh, in the comments, are saying his Twitter list, he self-lists himself at 63225. <laughs> I had to Jane literally up. had a comment. I, Were I, you there? I, I was in the car. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I almost don't even want to get into this. Stop. I, you can say whatever you want on a Twitter bio. Like... I'm just going to take the listings. I'm sorry. Like, don't get mad at me for just – I do the same thing every time. I always check 247. That's where it all comes from. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're measuring how long someone is, I'm just saying I wouldn't trust uh, someone's self-diagnosis yes. <laughs> exactly. of how long something is. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we'll get an official listing once he gets to see you. So it's I, Yeah. I, I actually I'll, – I'll take his word for it. 63225. Sure. 25. sure. Sounds better to me. There you go. That's your golden rule, right? Yeah, exactly. Just go with whatever I like better. <laughs> we do have uh, CJ Hurd also scheduled to commit tomorrow, so potentially one more. That brings Colorado up to seven commits in the 2024 class. Um, still, you know, when you look at the overall rankings, of course, number one in the Big 12, but bottom of the recruiting rankings. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Small class. Small class. Prime made his announcement, and you were right. I was right. I tried to warn everyone. I don't know why people are all up in arms about this. It was clear from my perspective what was about to happen. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, it, like I said, it, it, was a, it was a smart marketing move. Had everyone uh, mm -hmm. paying attention to what was going to happen, and, uh, and I think that the, they got their desired effect, which was a lot of eyeballs on that announcement. Yep. Uh, we'll see if he shows up here. It's pre-workout? I think it's pre-workout. I can't even remember the you name. You a pre-workout guy? I'm not, actually. Oh. I don't... I'm not a big coffee guy. I'm yep. not a... I don't like to be artificially stimulated, I guess. I do you. I do drink Wait caffeine. Wait a minute. You drink Red Bulls. I, I, just, I was about to say, I do drink <laughs> caffeine. I'm not going to say, like, I'm, a, like, an alien who can just, like, be awake and alive whenever, but <laughs> I don't like to rely on these things. Hey... Mm. More power to you. Yeah. Uh, I, I get a much better workout when I am uh, all riled up off some pre-workout. Nah, man. You put on some, like, metalcore, and you're just ready to go, bro. Oh, oh yeah, the metalcore. Slide, slide me that playlist, bro. <laughs> I got you, man. <laughs> uh, what else do we got? Uh, happy birthday, Shador Sanders, by the way. Yep, you already said that off the top. I know, but... Um, it's QB1. You were standing on my thing, dude. That's some pause. Uh, <laughs> pause. <laughs> All right. Questions? Uh, yeah, let's get to questions. Hit what the do, thumbs up. What do we got to listen? 
Uh, super chat from Hambage, DNVR, Rock and Radio Row with Romy and all the guests. Hell yeah. We're trying. There's a, a lot more people here today. Yes, there are. Uh, a lot more notable people as well. Pat McAfee had his show right across from us. Um, just tons of guys. Yep. What else we got? Uh, Artemis asks, what did the guys uh, think about Coach Prime's announcement today? Oh, we talked I guess you guys that. just talked yeah. about that. Uh, let me just say this, because I, I meant to actually follow that up. Of course, everyone thought and hoped that that was going to be the defensive coordinator announcement. Um, I told everyone that's not going to be the defensive coordinator announcement. Uh, but on a day where people were disappointed to not hear it, I'll say this. For the first time in a long time, or first time ever, I am saying that I believe that this, this is coming very soon. We've heard other people tell us yes. that this is coming very soon. Um, but I believe now that this is coming very soon. So if it doesn't come very soon, then you can, you can be mad at me because for the first time, I'm, I'm actually saying this for me. I believe we're going to hear very, very soon. Yeah, and for what it's worth, I'll double down too. I think that this saga is uh, finally nearing its end. Yep. So maybe by the end of the week. Who knows, though? We'll see. Yeah, I don't know exactly the timing, but I believe uh, we're going to hear something soon, whether that is official, whether it's a leak that comes out. Uh, I think we're, we're very, very close to the finish line here. How do you think it does get announced? Is it a well-off? Yes. Something like that? Just YouTube exclusive, this is it? We all yeah. go from there? Why not? That's uh, how a lot of things have yeah, been going on. Exactly, and uh, that's that's how it should be, right? Mm -hmm. um, if we're doing, if we're announcing something from DNVR, like we're announcing it, you know, mm -hmm. like through our channels because that's where it's going to serve us the best. Uh, everyone wants to know who the defensive coordinator of Colorado is. They should announce that in a well-off video because everyone will go to it. Mm -hmm. uh, what else we got? Uh, DFW asks, you guys highlight the positives, love that, but where are the 24 buffs deficient from a personnel perspective? I think it's a lot of what we talked about last year where it's just, you know, figuring out, one, of course, the team coming together, team chemistry, we, whatever. Um, but we have a new offensive coordinator, a new offense. We're going to have a new defense, too. So it's just going to be a lot of figuring out, you know, what exactly each guy is best at doing. How exactly do you fit into the scheme on the other side of the ball? So uh, I think there's going to be potentially early in the season this year, too, a lot of feeling out, a lot of guys rotating in and out, just trying to get that best lineup. Yeah, I don't they don't have very many holes uh, in terms of looking at this roster mm -hmm. and saying, oh, man, they really need to add there. Um, they went and built up the, the offensive line. And as of now, they were able to keep some of the players who played on that offensive line uh, for depth. Uh, and they've got, you know, a three-way competition going for center, uh, multiple competitions going on at the guard spots. Like, you feel good that not only do you have a much improved offensive line, but you have depth behind it. Um, you went and you got some big boys to go, you know, in the middle of your defensive line. Uh, you stocked up on edge rushers, um, you know, Rebuilt the linebacking unit. You rebuilt the linebacking unit, and then that, that might have been a place where I'd say, oh, you could probably uh, serve yourself well to add there. Well, you got a commitment today from a guy who's, you know, played a lot of football and maybe can help right away, but you also have some young guys behind them. Mm -hmm. Safety stacked up. Corner stacked up. Wide receiver stacked up. Uh, you know, we talked about adding a tight end. Well, he kind of did it with Savelle Smalls. Mm -hmm. So I don't see any place on this roster where I'm saying, ah, uh, if it's out there, you got to add here. Right. No, yeah, it's completely different from that standpoint year over year. Uh, the talent's just so much better. This team is just much more talented. Again, if you can't see that, then you're just, you're just a hater or you're missing something. Amen. Do it, Dub asks, what do you, where do you think T. Dawson will fit within next year's offense? Uh, look, Chick is fast as hell, man. Yep. They always list him, when we talk to the players, they always mention him as one of the fastest guys. Um, I think there's some uncertainty at returner right now as to who's going to really earn that role. I think why not try him out there? For sure. Um, I mean, we know he can run down the field and catch the deep ball, so I'm sure we'll see that a little bit more too. Yeah, and, you know, I think um, he's reverses, screens, yep. 
Um, those big over routes like that he had the touchdown catch against Nebraska. Yep. Um, there's a lot of different ways to use that type of speed. And um, when he was healthy, I thought they did a good job of it last year. It kind of fell off as the season went on. Mm -hmm. Scott says, Rob, Jay, and Neely on with you guys sometime in 2024? Question mark. Together? Uh, that would actually be pretty cool. It would. I like the idea. I do, too. Um, Definitely got to get Rob Jay back. We, we'll get Rob Jay back. I promise. We'll yeah. get him back this offseason. I was going to say this offseason is perfect. Perfect time to catch up with him, see what he thinks, see how yep. things are going back at Jackson. Yeah. No, that'll happen. We'll get him. Uh, next one here from Artemis again. Will you guys have more players in the bar next week, same as you did the week before? Uh, I've been working on it. For sure. Uh, it's going to be hard to match that. But we'll we'll keep having guys in the bar throughout the off season. Yeah, um, I've been. We've got guys coming through. All right, we've got guys coming. Right, through. That's confident. I yeah. love it. We we've got them. Yeah. What else, Alyssa? Uh Truth talks just asked. How come no one mentions Brendan Gant at linebacker? He's healthy now and can be possibly a force. I think he's one of like a true sleeper yeah. for this team. For sure. I mean, I, go to, ahead. To directly answer your question, why no one talks about it, just no one's really seen much from him yet. Yeah. Um, you know, last year, obviously, he was new, so people were more, you know, he was fresher on people's minds. Uh, then he had the surgery, which held him out. Uh, and, you know, when he did come back, there wasn't a lot to pull from. Mm -hmm. But I think you mentioned it perfectly. He, if he is a, a – if, if you want to say someone's being slept on, he would be a person to throw yeah. out there. I mean, with what – Coach Hart did with Trevor last year, switching him. I mean, Gant already did that. He was he came in as a safety at FSU, already transitioned to linebacker. Like he's already gone through that. So just having him in the room, I think, is extremely valuable. Yep. That was it. That was it, huh? Yeah, light on the questions today. Guys, we have tons of uh, YouTube content out there. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, watch all the videos we're putting out. We got tons of social content coming out too. Um, only day three, and apparently coach is supposed to be here very soon. Yeah, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Maybe we get some, uh, some very uh, special guests tomorrow. Uh, once again, hit us up if you're in town and you want to hang out. DM uh, either of us or the Buffs account. We'll get you set up so you come hang out at Circa tonight. Um, yeah, let's go Buffs. As Mark Ingram said, right after we stopped rolling, yep. actually, let's go Buffs. Like the mayor, 